Hey, welcome back to The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy. Today we are talking about how to dress to impress in a professional environment. Let's go. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey, it's Ella. Welcome back to the good, the bad, and the yummy. It is a beautiful day here in Northern Virginia. It's warming up outside. It's about to be my favorite time of year. It's already my favorite time of year. I just, I live for the heat. I love the spring. I love the summer. Fun fact about me though, we don't turn on the air conditioning until it's actually like a boiling point inside the house uh, for lots of reasons. And one of the reasons is just that I just love the fresh air. And (laughs) I leave all the windows open as long as humanly possible. And then even in the winter, I will leave a window cracked at night when the heat is not running because I love the fresh air that much. But anyway, I tend to leave the back door wide open because I have these French doors and they don't have screens on them. And I have a fenced in yard, so I feel pretty secluded. But unfortunately, that has proven to be incredibly naive of me because we have had a home invasion, I kid you not, nine days in a row from this little of a bird who thinks he lives here now. I love birds, by the way. I love waking up to their bird song. I like to look at them. But this guy, this guy started coming in every single day. And one day I'm home alone. I come upstairs from the basement only to see a plant on my kitchen shelves has spontaneously shed dirt all over the counter. And I know that you know it's the bird, okay? But I thought it was like a raccoon or something. So then I realized that this he bird may very well be a she bird because she is making a nest in my succulent. (laughs) So obviously I have to start shutting the door, right? And every day after that, the she bird sits on the doorknob menacingly, like just waiting for me to open it. Once once she got in and hung out upstairs in every single bedroom and no doors were open. I don't know how she got in, but would you like to know how I know that she Goldilocks herself across all the bedrooms? The poop. I know because of the poop. Okay, so we finally just gave the bird the succulent. Like she wins, take it, you get it. We were defeated. We took the L, we gave her the succulent. So we set it outside for her little bird family to be. And you know what she does? She goes and builds a nest five feet away in a small tree. So that's how I know it was just about winning for her. And that's basically what's going on here. How are you? (laughs) Today's good, bad, and yummy is largely about professional dress, about dressing for success in a corporate environment. And it feels almost ridiculous to share this right now when it feels like, personally, I don't know about you, I've worn nothing but athleisure for about 14 months now. (laughs) But we will re-enter society soon. Soon? soon. And good style will never go out of style. So hopefully this will be evergreen for you. And I had two beloved listeners ask for dress for success tips, and I'm here for it. Now, I think it's clear by anybody who is connected to me on Facebook or Instagram that nobody would ever accuse me of being a fashion icon per se, but I have had a few years now to refine my professional style, which I will describe to you in a minute. And of course, of course, 
This largely depends on your industry, but we are talking today about a corporate environment. So in a professional office, no matter where you are, whether you're working your way up, whether you're already up, no matter where you are, we are largely talking about the professional office environment, okay? And these are my opinions based on my experience, not my authority. So while I can see this becoming my most controversial episode ever, <laughs> bear in mind that I'm speaking from my experience and not from a position of assumed authority. But here's the truth for me. Here's my truth. I want to dress with presence. I want a confident, attractive style that balances aesthetics with my own desired brand of confidence, authority, and accessibility. That's my own desired brand. And by the way, you should know what your brand is. You should know how you want to present. I want to present with confidence. I want to present with authority over the things I know about, right? And with accessibility. Accessibility and relatability is also part of my brand, okay? I have zero interest in dialing down my womanhood or neutralizing our inherent attractiveness. That's all of us, by the way. Uh, I also, however, do not have any interest in broadcasting a need for attention, for validation, or distraction. And by the way, that was not true when I was 23 years old, all right? I was looking for validation wherever I could get it, <laughs> okay? But as I've evolved and as I've gotten older and as I have started to rely on myself and look for validation from within, I rely less on validation from others and that is how I want to present. So in short, I want my clothes to contribute to my brand story but not be the story, if that makes sense. For me, professional but attractive is the balance that I'm trying to strike. Let's acknowledge that in many circles, it's very out of fashion to talk about rules because we're all out here just living our truth, right? We're out here living our truth. We don't wanna have rules, can't fence me in. But the truth is there are rules. In every culture, corporate or otherwise, there are norms or standards. And as always, as an autonomous human being, if those norms don't suit you, you have the freedom and the right to explore different avenues. But your dissent or distaste doesn't make them less true. So if you think a face tattoo isn't going to keep you out of banking, you're statistically likely to be wrong, all right? To use an extreme example. So does dressing professionally actually matter still? Shouldn't people respect you for your ideas and not your clothes? Sure, but when you are dressed properly, there is nothing to distract others from your message. So in some industries, obviously, they have a more casual dress code than others, and you can dress similarly to, you know, what what works and what is considered the norm in your industry. However, when in doubt as to what to wear, my advice would always be to err on the professional side. As much as we might not want to admit it, how we dress matters, not just to other people, but to you too. The way I look at it is, have you ever started a big day, like if you had a presentation or an interview or something and you try on like 12 outfits only to end up wearing something that you just don't feel great about or you just feel like you can't pull it together and you already know that that can play a big part in your mood. So of course what you wear has an effect on how you feel, but also, I found this so interesting, it also has an effect on how you think. 
Scientists at Northwestern University found that the clothes you wear can change the way you think. In one study, subjects had to perform tests while wearing a lab coat like medical doctors wear, a coat like painters wear, or no coat at all. And they found that the subject's sustained attention increased while they were wearing the doctor's coats in a way that their attention did not increase while they were wearing the painter's coat or no coat at all. So the lab coat itself made the subjects feel more like a doctor and therefore they behaved more like a doctor would behave. In short, my working hypothesis is that your clothing affects how you act and how you feel. And it impacts the way you are perceived and responded to. And if that offends your sense of fairness, like it shouldn't be that way, my tip for you is to consider whether or not it's useful to dress so that no one can hold what you consider to be these shallow biases against you. Okay, so this week's good are some rules and guidelines that I rely on for professional but attractive dress in the workplace. All right, the first thing, accent one thing at a time. So if you are wearing a sleeveless dress, then you are accenting your arms. Let's not go for broke and accent the bare legs too. So you're accenting one thing at a time, whether it's arms, legs, waist, neck, collarbone. I love that, by the way. The neck and collarbone is a beautiful, beautiful area on every single woman alive to accentuate. And that can be done in a very professional manner. But, and I cannot stress this enough, never your back or your boobs, or more specifically your cleavage. Your silhouette is different than your cleavage. Okay, so the tip here is accent one thing at a time. And what that looks like is you're either looser on top and slimmer on the bottom, or maybe a more fitted top and looser wide-legged bottom. You get the idea. Number two, the riskier the outfit, the more neutral the color. So you can get away with more risk in an all-black outfit than you can in hot pink. The riskier the outfit, the more neutral the color. Bright red dresses, for example. I love a bright red dress. Everybody should have a bright red dress. Some great fits for that are very tailored bright red dresses or cowl neck with a looser fit. So either very tailored or a looser fit if it's a bright red or a bright fuchsia. And then if it is a black or navy blue, you can get away with a little bit riskier of a cut, if you will. Conversely, I have very tailored pants that are almost a cow print. <laughs> They're black and white, and it's actually like more like paint splatter, I guess, but it, it's paint splatter cow inspired, I think it's fair to say. Anyway, every once in a while I will wear those, but I wear them with a high neck, like a black mock turtleneck, a black jacket, and a very simple black shoe. Like everything else is meant to balance my kind of crazy print pants. And again, this is for the corporate environment. And finally, just basically, if you would love to wear the thing on a date or doing yard work or to Coachella, it's not what you want it to do for you at work in a corporate setting. So dress for your desired message. So those are the good, right? Here's the bad. Here's what to avoid. All right, let's talk about boobs for a second. Everyone is supposed to say things now like, you do you, and it's slut shaming to be critical of revealing clothes, right? First of all, a word to the offended, it's not slutty to wear something revealing. So ponder that for a moment. But it is a choice. And if you choose that choice in a corporate setting, then sure, yeah, you do you. But I don't want to see your boobs at work because guess what? I will look at them. I will, uh, hetero Bob will, gay Jeff will, grandma Betty will because A, boobs are distracting. And that's because B, boobs are beautiful. And C, they're just magical. They will boobatize people. So do you want to capture attention because of what you say and how you present yourself? Or do you want to boobatize everyone? 
Again, that's 100% your choice. So let's leave the cleavage for after 5 p.m. in the corporate setting and let's avoid a few other things too, okay? It sounds funny, but your back is not meant to be seen in a corporate environment either. So backless and open back things are a no. Thin straps on any top. So you might wear a camisole or a blouse under a jacket. If it has thin straps, the jacket needs to stay on. It's funny, but if you think about it, it makes sense. Okay, keyhole necklines. Keyhole necklines or peekaboo necklines, they don't even have to show anything, but they are by definition and intent drawing the eye right there to the bust line. And by the way, I love a keyhole blouse. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But I save it for different environments because that's not the brand I'm trying to convey at work. That's not what I want to be the most noticeable thing about me in the office. Finally, this is an unpopular opinion. Approach animal prints with caution. Unless it's excessive accessories, shoes, purse, and jewelry. I have seen many animal prints go awry. And yes, I am the wearer of the cow paint splash print pants. I'm not saying don't wear them. I'm saying approach skeptically. Approach the leopard print with caution. Maybe get a second opinion. <laughs> All right, something that has no place in the corporate environment, but I've seen it many, many times, is knee-high boots. And mm, I'm trying to think of a PG way of saying F me pumps. <laughs> Let's say three inches or higher. I don't know. I don't make the rules, but you know what I'm saying. If you're comfortable wearing them to a club, they're generally not going to be the shoes you want to wear in the corporate environment. Torn, frayed, and ripped materials are as out of place as blingy, embroidery, and bedazzling. So I have jeans that I love. Some are intentionally frayed. You know, they're expensive jeans, but they're frayed at the bottom on purpose and I don't wear those in the corporate environment, even when jeans are 100% okay. So anyway, torn and frayed and rips, like you have other options. I recommend the other options before those and approach blingy embroidery and bedazzling with the same caution that you apply to animal prints. And materials matter. So very rarely is a sweatpant knit, you know, like sweatshirt knit or velour or bedazzled cotton. <laughs> Very rarely are those needed in the business environment. If you're in doubt, don't. Like that's the shortest answer for the fastest success. If you're in doubt, don't. So let's end with some specific tips that we love. Cowl neck tops or dresses, you know, a drape neck, they are so beautiful on every body and it won't boobatize anybody. So I love that as an option. Wrap dresses, wrap dresses, I will stand by this. Wrap dresses flatter every body type ever. So you got to watch for the slit and sometimes you need to wear a camisole if the neckline wraps low and then you can take the camisole off for the evening so that makes a really versatile option. But wrap dresses flatter every single body type ever. Find the brand that fits you really really well. Layers, layers, layers and more layers. Especially nice if you want to mix up the fit. So if you're wearing somewhat fitted pants and a knit top, put a cardi or a longer jacket over it. By the way, cardigans make every single outfit more innocent. So if you need to turn down the volume on an outfit, throw a cardigan over it. A blazer is such a versatile option for so many different environments. So if you are feeling a little self-conscious, if you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable in your body, a blazer is a brilliant layer to add to an outfit. I even love them with super casual outfits, even when jeans are appropriate. So like jeans and a cute tennis shoe with a smart blazer is a great option, again, for every body type. And not just the stiff blazers, right? But experiment with different materials. So I love my jersey 
jersey knit blazers. They're from Zara, I think. But the jersey knit casual blazers are a really great option too. All right, nothing will ever beat a perfect white collared dress shirt. Nothing. Wear it with jeans, wear it with a suit, wear it with your slacks, whatever works for you. Nothing beats a perfect white collar dress shirt. I'm currently in the market. If somebody wants to recommend a store to me, I will take it. But you want a little upgrade? Find one that you can wear cufflinks with. It is such a smashing look. I love it to death. Okay. Uh, what brands do you like in the US, in Canada, in the UK, in Australia? Please share them with me. And as you send them to me and I check them out, I'm going to add them to the show notes for this episode. So I will keep that updated for real because it's useful for me too. So it's entirely selfish. Okay, I'm super interested to know which of those opinions you agree with, which of those opinions you do not agree with, and what tips you think need to be on this list. I'm going to put the whole list in the show notes, and I'm telling you, I will revisit this one with your update. So let me hear from you, okay? All right, this one went a little long. These good, bad, and yummies are meant to be short, so I will share the shortest recipe in the world for today's yummy. And this is for ice cream, or nice cream, if you will, made of only two ingredients. It is full of nutrients and healthy fats, and you can obviously dress it up as you see fit, but the baseline recipe has two ingredients. It is banana coconut nice cream. That's what we call ice cream when it's not really ice cream. But honestly, this is, this sounds great to me. So, and it looks delicious. This is a great whole food replacement and I can't eat dairy ice cream anymore. Like it just, ugh, it makes me feel terrible. So banana coconut ice cream is quite simply six frozen, decently ripe bananas. You don't want them to be green because you don't want it to be bitter at all. So you want six frozen ripe bananas and half a cup of full fat, very important, full fat canned coconut milk. Okay. And coconut milk separates in the can and you really want the thick part. So shake it up really well, but make sure you get the thick part out of there. Don't just pour in the water, which is essentially just coconut water and not going to do it. So you want the fat. Blend it in a food processor or a high-speed blender until it's smooth and eat it immediately. Share it. Whatever you don't eat, you can keep in the freezer. Obviously, have fun with toppings. Have fun experimenting with adding additional fruits to this. You may have to change the ratios of coconut milk when you do that, but have some fun with it. I love this tummy-pleasing version of ice cream. All right, that's it for this week's The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy. As always, I want to hear from you. What's good? What's bad? What's yummy? I want to hear from you. Send me your ideas. And let me know where you think I really missed the mark on dressing for success. And let me know who you love. And I will share some of the popular brands and stores in the show notes for this episode. All right, see ya. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no whip. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.